can't really hear you. The legends all say that a creature lives there. feet all covered in hair. And those who have seen it just run away scared. Welcome everybody back to the Grizzly Bigfoot Show. Uh, a special guest with us today that's going to blow your mind with some oh no, really? encounters that she has. <laughs> I have Mrs. Harper, originally from Canada. I will let her explain her backstory, where she grew up and her tribe and everything. Uh, beware of some of the things she's going to tell us. It's kind of shocking. It blew me away. But I think you're going to be able to sit back and enjoy this uh, podcast. <clears throat> That's for sure. So, Miss Harper, yes. why don't you uh, tell us a little bit of your backstory and where you grew up? Okay. Well, well. I'm from St. Teresa Point, First Nation, Manitoba, Canada. It's an isolated reserve, and the only way you can access in the summertime is just by plane. And in wintertime, winter road, like ISO truckers, yeah. Right, right. Right, right. And I'm Ojibwe Cree, OG Cree. And that's the tribe? Yes, Ojibwe Cree, OG Cree, for short. Okay. So uh, you and I talked earlier, and uh, I was very impressed with some of the information that you provided. Uh, some of it took me back, and uh, I was surprised. But in this day of age, it seems like nothing surprises anybody anymore with like we talked about the cell phone technology and the sightings, the encounters with the cryptids, Bigfoot, Dogman, the rake. You know, there's paranormal TV shows that you know we see daily with uh, sightings that are caught on cell phones that are unexplainable. But if you can, let's let's take you back. To your childhood, where everything first started, and go <clears throat> from there. Um. Okay. Um. So I'm kind of adopted. I live with my grandmother, and she would. I'm kind of adopted. She was like my grandmother, sixty-five. I think sixty-five, sixty-seven. And she would tell me stories, you know, of the old ways and the superstitions, superstitions, like don't do this and, you know. And there was one of them that said, you know, don't go in the bushes by yourself. Don't go by a lake by yourself. I'm like, uh, okay. She didn't even tell me why, but I'm okay. <clears throat> she had, I think I was about like nine years old. And um, my two of my cousins came by because she, she lived right next door. 
So when they come by and they're like, oh, you guys can go play outside. I'm like, okay, so we went outside. So what do you want to do? Like, we're bored. And yeah, let's go in the bushes. So we went in the bushes. And we were playing, you know, whatever, you know, shenanigans, you know, playing house. <laughs> and we were just close by the lake there. So as we were playing, something caught our eye. It was close down the lake. It was really, you know, by, right by the lake. And you know, we were surprised. We were just looking at it, looking at it in shock. We're like, what is that? And we're trying to focus, like, you know, you know, we're trying to figure out what that was. <clears throat> so what we saw right by down the lake, it was short, you know, it was a short little thing. It had legs, you know, it, it looked like a midget, but it, it was hairy. And right. it was brown. It had pointy ears, red eyes, and a monkey face. A monkey face. Yeah. They were real shocked. We're like, what the hell, what the hell is that? We're like shocked. And we were just looking at it and everything, and it was started to come toward us, you know, coming up up the hill. And as you know, as he was coming very slowly, like coming up toward us very slowly, like, you know. <laughs> and all of a sudden, you know, my auntie, like their my cousin's mom, she stood right, you know, she walked right in front of it. No, not right in front of it, like right behind it. And she was just yelling at us, what the hell are you guys doing here? You're not supposed to be up here. <laughs> get upstairs. Get up yeah. Right. <laughs> right. And we were telling, you know, my auntie, look, look, there's something behind you. There's something behind you. We kept telling her, something behind you. She's like, oh, there's nothing. There's nothing behind me. She looked behind. She couldn't see it. Yet it was standing right behind her. <laughs> and we're like, yeah, something's right behind you. It's standing right there. Look. She's like, I saw nothing there. Stairs. Get up there. Yeah, and she grabbed us by the ear and everything. And she took us to, to my grandmother's. And she ran us out and said, oh, we, I caught them down the lake, right by the lake in the bushes. So she took her kids home, my cousins, you know. She wouldn't listen. Take my, my cousins were like, oh, we saw something down the lake. <laughs> and of course, my grandmother was like, so what did you see down the lake? In the bushes. She was like in our language. Okay, when you go up in the man. And in my language, okay, what's in you up in them? Like, not something. Right. <clears throat> right? And she asked, what did you see? Well, we, while we were playing, like, we didn't, we didn't go, we didn't play down by the lake. We were just close by the lake. You know, we were playing house, you know, making mud pies, making a fort, yada, yada. Right, right. And we saw this thing close by the lake standing there. It was short. 
I got brown fur, and, and you know, I described it to her like pointy ears, you know, red eyes, and a monkey face. And she told me, you know, that's one of the reasons why I told you not to go down down the lake. And the bush. Well, she bush. knew. Well, she knew. Yeah, she did knew, but she didn't tell me why. <laughs> and then she told me, you know, they're they're called the little people. But in our language, we call them the memenguish, the little people. And they're like, oh, adults can't see them. And they take kids. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. So I never went down the lake ever, ever, ever again. <laughs> I couldn't imagine. Yeah. Yeah. Shocking. It was a traumatic experience. I still remember. The phase so, scene. is that something well known up in that area? Yes. Wow. Like in like, like I like, you know, my my reserve. It's it's an isolated reserve. It's fresh water, blue water, and everything. And my kids would always go down, you know, down the lake go swimming. You know, and my kids were like, "Oh, mom, we saw something down the lake." <laughs> but I knew what it was. And I'm like, "Okay, you guys are not going there again." So yeah, they they don't do that. They don't they, they don't uh, swim down the lake ever again. <laughs> wow. Yeah. yeah. I explained to them that they take kids like my like my grandmother told me that they take kids and only adults can see them. Not not adults but kids, and adults can't see them. So yeah. Now, up in that area, and, and don't quote me, because uh, I know I'm still learning, but up in that area, in, in, in that geographic uh, location, isn't there a high number of children that go missing? Yes. It's very wooded area. Right. Like, if you can look on Google Maps and look up St. Point, Manitoba, Canada, you'll see a whole bunch of little islands surrounded by, you know, all over my reserve. So you can get lost easily, too. Yeah, but and the not, is, is that they're not finding any clothing, any backpacks or anything no, like that. It's, no. it's like they uh, just disappear off the face of the earth. Oh, they go underground. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. And they take them in as their own. And <clears throat> when sometimes when the child is in distress or whatever, you know, not happy, they take them. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Unbelievable. Mm -hmm. yeah, that's one of my stories. It's one of them. <clears throat> Yeah. You got me speechless on that one. <laughs> so what else do you have for us? Oh, okay. Well, you know, I was living with my grandmother. And she had a lot of brothers and sisters, you know, living all over, all over that reserve. And she'd like to go visit them. And she would take me along all the time. You know, it was fun, you know. So... We went to go visit, we went to go visit his brother. 
an older brother, I think he was like 70 or 80 years old. His name was Alan Mason. Anyways, she took me over there and she was visiting her brothers. They were inside the house. And like like a, like me, like a little kid, I like to, you know, be nosy about stuff and open cabinet doors and, you know, whatever. And, and they were pretty kind of annoyed. <laughs> and she, and my grandma, like, oh, go, you know, go play outside. I want to talk to, you know, I want to talk to my brother and my sister-in-law. I go, okay. So I went outside, you know, I was standing in the porch, you know, looking at, you know, junk, like whatever he had, like a chainsaw, whatever, a hammer, just, you know, and he had a big porch. He really had a big porch. So it was, I was, you know, being nosy and checking little tools out what, what he had. And my grandfather, he comes walking out the porch. <clears throat> he comes walking out the porch. And I had cousins, excuse me, they were older. They were, they were like 16, 17, 18. And they were walking in, in the porch, you know. Right. Yeah. And they were looking at my grandfather. I'm like, what's going on? <laughs> and then he said in our language, Bindigos, which means bring him in. I'm like, okay. <laughs> and I saw my another another older cousin of mine. He was standing, okay, I thought he was going to get in trouble. So I'm standing there, okay, waiting for, you know, drama to happen. <laughs> so I'm standing there, and they went outside. Two of my cousins went outside, <clears throat> outside the porch. And a few minutes later, all three of my cousins they brought they brought in this thing. It was really hairy and looked heavy and big. <laughs> and I was really shocked. Like, okay, they laid it on, on the on the floor on the porch and it was really tall and big and smelly and hairy. I'm like, oh my gosh. I <laughs> I was in shock. I stood right by, right by the, right by the, right by the wall. I'm like, oh my god, oh my god, what is that? I was just, you know, I right. was in shock. Yeah, I'm like, oh my god, that's a Sasquatch. That's a big one. They do exist. And I was standing there in the fear. I'm like, oh my god, I didn't know what to do. I didn't want to move just in case it woke up. I just stood there, like right by the wall, you know. <clears throat> and then. My grandfather, he was telling my, my, my big cousins, you know, you have to take him outside again. I don't know what, you know, I don't know why they brought him in the first place, but I don't know. They were doing something to it. But it was big, like eight feet, around eight feet, and it had big feet, and it was hairy, and it smelled. And I couldn't really see the face, but it was really... And you could just tell it was a male. Yeah. Wow. So did they shoot it or? No, I think because it looked, it had, a, you know, some bits of white hair and everything. And I think it died of natural causes or something. Oh, okay. It, it, it didn't have any, like, blood on it or anything. So, <clears throat> so they took it out out of the porch. 
and as they were taking it out the porch, my grandfather was, you know, right behind him and, and doing ice. And I stopped my grandmother, my grandfather, and I told him in my language, and she go to do it. Like, what are you guys going to do with him? And he said, we're going to go bury him. Wow. Yeah. I'm like, okay. <laughs> I was just, you know. But he, he didn't tell me where, where they buried him. You know. How old was you when this happened? How old what? How old was you when this happened? When you, when you saw the body of Bigfoot? How old was who? You. I was about nine, ten. Did you have any nightmares or? No. No. And then um, after my grandfather was telling me this, you know, so I went inside. I went inside. I'm like, Grandma, there's something big outside. It looks like Sasquatch, you know, in my language. She goes, yeah. Like, she, you know, she's like, yeah. <laughs> wow. And she was, yeah. I think it died of natural causes. And that creature, Sasquatch, she's here for a reason on this earth, just like us. So you should respect. And our people call them the guardians, the guardians of the land, of the woods, the water. Yeah. Unbelievable. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I'll never forget that day. And it's still fresh in my mind. <clears throat> and yes, they do exist. I don't care what anybody says, whatever, I see it. <laughs> well, I tell you what, and like you and I discuss off camera, with the technology that we have with cell phones and cameras. Right. You know, and the encounters that people are having out in the woods. I know we have fakes. I know we have jokers and so forth. Yeah. But right. people are seeing something out there. And people are filming Bigfoot and Sasquatch. And I know he lives. And, and talking to people like you just proves that he does exist. Right. And it doesn't matter what part of the country, what part of the world, that's a known fact. I got an interview uh, this afternoon, like I told you, from the UK. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it's all over the world. In different parts of the world, they call them different parts of names or different names. But for you, being nine years old, seeing something like that laying on the front porch, I probably would have dropped dead and passed out when I'm <laughs> screaming. Uh, I no, never I couldn't, had move. I couldn't move. I just <laughs> yeah. See, I, I I never had an encounter before. So you know, I interview people, investigate people that are investigators, and go out and you know investigate woods and have encounters and and stuff like that, but just uh be there in person seeing the body of a sasquatch you know that is somebody's lifelong dream you know to have that opportunity just to, to see something like that 
And you ought to feel blessed <laughs> that you did have the opportunity because a lot of people will not. And and that's their holy grail right there is to try to see one in person. So that's yeah. that's very interesting. It really is. So it sounds like as you are growing up, you're having more, more encounters, whether it's paranormal, Bigfoot. So what's next in your life? <laughs> okay, well, I got married in 1996. Yeah, and I had this... this thing I experienced, I had three boys. One was in grade one, and the other one was in kindergarten, and the other one is just like six months old. And my brother-in-law, he had a big house because we didn't have a house because we were living in my mother-in-law's, you know. And um, he had to move to the city because he was diabetic and we didn't have any... Uh, dialysis machines on our reserve at that time. Right. Yes. So he told us to keep that house, you know, we can stay in that house, live in the area. <clears throat> so we moved in and everything, you know, everything was fine. It was a four bedroom house, you know, it was a really big house. It had, you know, basement, laundry room, you know, the whole thing. <clears throat> so you know, like as a mother, like my kids to sleep and you know make them breakfast supper whatever and take them a bit give them a bath and yeah my routine so one night thing i put my kids to sleep and my husband was watching tv in the living room and I was lying in bed. I, I think it was like 1.30 or something. And uh, I was, you know, falling asleep, you know, half asleep, and I was almost there. And there was a chair right beside me, right by the bed. <clears throat> and I was just, you know, dozing off, and then I could just see the chair move. Uh oh It just moved. Like, yeah. And How far like, did it move? Maybe a foot. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'll yeah. See. Maybe I'm dreaming. I'm running. Okay. I didn't think of nothing of it. I'm like, okay, I'm just dreaming. I'm going to dream. Right? Yada, yada. So I went to bed, you know. <clears throat> and the second night, you know, my routine again, putting my kids to sleep, whatever, and went to bed. And then that night, I started hearing footsteps. Like somebody walking, somebody walking down our hallway, you know. So I went to go check around, you know. Nobody. I didn't see anybody. I'm like, okay, could be outside, whatever. So I didn't think nothing of that either. <laughs> so I went to bed, you know. And that third night. And then again, we're in bed, you know, everybody was sleeping, my husband was sleeping right beside me. I start, I, I was woken up, you know, 
somebody running around, you know, like around my house, like, you know, back and forth in the hallway. <clears throat> you know, like, what the hell? And I try waking up my husband, you know, there's something running around in the hallway. <laughs> he's like, oh, yeah, whatever. You know, I just, you just, you know, he didn't believe me. He yeah. just went back to bed. Typical, <clears throat> right? Yeah, so I went out there again, you know, I was out kind of freaking out. No, okay, I don't see nothing. I don't see, you know. Right. Yeah, fourth night I started having nightmares. Started having nightmares that these demons were trying to pull me into the lake of fire or something and they were laughing. <clears throat> yeah. And it felt real. And those are the kind of those are the kind of dreams I started having and I, I and I didn't want to go to sleep. I didn't want to sleep because those nightmares kept coming and and when I was awake, you know, at night right. Right. Hear, you know, I could still hear something running around, you know running around the house. And I'm like, nobody's gonna my husband doesn't even believe me. You know, and we start arguing, you know, we you had arguments, we start, you know, having fights, you know, negativity in the house. <clears throat> And I knew something was in my house. I knew it. But I don't know how to go about it. I, just, I felt helpless. You know? And then one, just one night I was sleeping. You know, I, Well, I wasn't sleeping. You know, I just stood up in bed. And, and then I just heard all this racket in my house. And my husband wouldn't believe me. <clears throat> and then um, in the morning... Oh, excuse me. My, my kids had to uh, go to school. Jeez. Anyways, my kids uh, <clears throat> had to go to school. Right. And my husband, my, my husband, like, oh, you know, the bus comes here, at, you know, at eight thirty, and they have to be in by nine. Get them up. <clears throat> They're late. Right? Like he was pretty comfortable. Okay. Oh, they missed the bus and everything. Get them up. So I had to get the bus. I went in the room. I got trying to get the boys up. Yeah. And, um, hold on. I some these numbers. Hi, Dave. And, um, as I was walking in the bedroom, I was trying to get them up. Like, I was surprised they, they weren't up yet. So I woke them up. They looked pretty tired. They were, like, they didn't want to, you know. They looked rough. They looked right. very, right. you know. I was like, okay, you guys. Dad said he wants you guys to go to school. You got to get up. <clears throat> My oldest was like, Mom, something's bothering us at night. I'm like, what? Yeah, something's bothering us at night, you know. I'm like, okay, it's not just me. It's not just me, you know. I'm like, now, now it's bothering my kids. And then my husband comes stomping in. Oh, get the boys up, boys up. You know, get to the square. And then I, I put my foot down. says, no, there's something in the house. You know, they're not going to school today, you know. 
and he, he tell me he didn't say anything. He just walked away and he went to work. Okay. My kids were still sitting on the bed. <clears throat> and I told my kids, you know, it's morning now. You guys take a nap. And once you guys get up, we're going to go to my mother-in-law's. Hookums. And then I let them sleep and everything. And I tried taking a nap too, but I couldn't because of the nightmares. So I just stood up. I had right. like dark right. circles under my eyes. And, you know. And about four o'clock that, that, that afternoon, you know, they woke up. I fed the kids. They shower, yeah, they had, but they look, they look really tired and it looked pretty rough too, you know. They were starting to have dark circles under their eyes too. So I took him up the hill to my mother-in-law's and I was walking up. And as soon as we walked in, you know, in her house, like she was in the, she was in the kitchen. And then she looked at us and then we walked in and we went straight to her bedroom and sat on her bed and we just sat there. And she knew something was up. Yeah, so she cool. made her tea. She made her tea. And she came to her room. And she sat there looking at us, having sipping tea. And she was pretty old, you know. She was like in her 80s, my mother in law, 70, 80s. She sat there and she was pretty small. And she just sat there, you know, sipping tea, waiting for something, something. You know, waiting for us to see something. Why it? But she knew something. And I told my my boys, you know, tell your grandmother what's been happening. And I don't know. They couldn't really say it. You know, they started shaking, and you know, but they couldn't say anything. Well, so I told my my mother, I'll I'll tell her what's been happening. So I told her, you know, something's bothering us at night. Something's bothering my two kids. We can't sleep. You know, something's in our house. And we've been having nightmares and we can't sleep. Wow. And then she looked up and she said, I know. What do you mean she knows? She, she knows about what's going on? Yeah. And then she was telling me, I know. She said, I know. In our language, that's what she said. She said, I've been having, I had a nightmare. I had a dream. There was these three demons laughing at me. And that dream told her that something or someone close to her or someone she knows, there's, you know, someone, there's demons bothering somebody. And she said, oh, it's you guys. Those demons are bothering you guys. It's you guys. And then she said, um, we're going to go to your house. Just go home. I'm going to bring your big sister. And mind you, my big sister, like 65 and everything. We're going to bring her. Her name was Robina Little. And my mother-in-law's name was Mary Martha Harper. And they told us to go home, go to sleep, you know, and we're gonna come we're gonna come over. I'm like, okay. So my kids down the hill and we did you know, whatever, watch T V and everything. And my kids were scared to sleep in their rooms, so we put 
Even I was scared to sleep in my own room. So we put all our mattresses in the living room and watched TV in the living room. We all laid there. Right, right. Right. And then there was a knock on the door. I didn't even know what time it was. I think it was like 10 or 11 when they came by. My mother-in-law and my big sister came in. And I don't know what they were doing. They were doing something. They were talking and something. And my mother-in-law brought out three sheets of paper. One for me, one for my big sister, and one for my mother-in-law. For her. And she took out she took out some holy water. And she gave it to me. <clears throat> and then she says, you're the mother of the house. And you're going to have to say this prayer for it to go away. And I, and, and I want you to say the St. Michael's prayer. And I want you to uh, splash the holy water everywhere, all around the house, in every corner, in the closets, while you're saying this prayer. And they both said it, too, at the same time when I was saying it. Okay. They did that. And they said, and, and they sat, and they sat on the couch, you know, and they told us, you know, it could backfire on us, you know, it's a possibility it could backfire on us and, you know, we could retaliate. So you guys, you kids, you know, you guys sleep on a, you know, sleep on the floor on a mattress and live in and we'll just sit here and we'll watch you guys. I'm like, okay. Right. So we slept, we went to bed, <clears throat> and oh my gosh, I had the best, we had the best sleep ever. Wow, that's great. <laughs> sleep and everything. And when I woke up, when we woke up, you know, it felt like my house was just, you know, bright. It was really bright. My house was really bright. Like the sun was shining through all my windows. I'm like, oh my god! Oh, that's awesome. Peace, you know. Like I just felt that that peaceful feeling. Even my kids felt that. <clears throat> and then my mother-in-law was like, "Okay, it's gone. They're gone." And she told us, "So now you know there's an afterlife. You guys know there's demons." You guys know that it's, you know, heaven is real, hell is real, yeah, and all that stuff. We're like, yeah, you know? Yeah, and, and, and that's the problem with a lot of people. A lot of people don't want to believe in heaven or hell or angels and demons. And, right. you know, unfortunately, you can't have one without the other. Right. So, you know... And, you know, I people talk about Dogman and some of the cryptids. And, and like I told you before the show, you know, it's my belief only that the Dogman and some of the cryptids are demons from hell. The gates are open for them to rag or cause havoc on Earth. But, right. you know, everybody's got their own opinion. But, uh I'm glad it worked for you. That's that's right, awesome right. to hear. I mean, <laughs> you have some good experiences throughout mm. life. I, I can tell Not you that. Good. 
Well, I mean, I, yeah, right. Not good, but you have encountered some experiences. I should have put it that way. Right, right. What else do you have? Do you have anything else? Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, yes. <clears throat> Just wait. Hold on. <laughs> oh, take your time. That story kind of took a toll on me a bit. <laughs> I can understand. Yeah. You know, sometimes it's not easy talking about these either. No. Which one was I supposed to talk about? Do you remember? No, I don't. I forgot. Why did I forget? Whatever What's comes to your mind. Whatever that story. <clears throat> I forgot. I'm sorry. That's okay. There was another one. Don't you remember what it was? <laughs> no, I'm I'm still fascinated with Bigfoot on the porch. I'm still fascinated with little creatures running around your house and oh yeah, and, yeah. right. So my father-in-law, he was really older than my mother-in-law because he married twice. And he had a lot of kids. Right. Right. And he wished to, you know, die in his house, you know, with his last breath and everything, have the priest come over. Yeah. And there are so many people in the house. The chief and council were there. Counselors. All his all his kids, grandbabies. You know, daughters, nieces, <clears throat> in-laws, sons, you know, everybody was there. Right. Right. So we took his last breath. And everybody started getting emotional. I was getting emotional, too. And some of us went outside because we didn't want to see, we didn't want anybody to you know, see, us, look, look, see us cry. So the chief was out there too. He was out there. And we were going outside and we were just, you know, crying secretly, you know, just standing out there outside the house. <clears throat> and the chief was like, hey, look, look up there, look, look. So he looked up. And we saw three white swans, you know, in a circle. Three of them, they're all in a circle. They're like, wow. You know, they're like, unbelievable. Nothing up. Yeah, that's unusual. Yeah. And everybody that I was outside, you know, they're all looking up. Wow. 
and then we saw a fourth swan flying out, you know, from the house. And that swan joined those three swans, and there were all four of them were flying around, you know, in the sky. And as they were flying around, <clears throat> those three swans, they went up in the sky and they disappeared. Wow. It was, yeah, and there was one swan just, you know, flying around, just kept flying around. <laughs> and we looked up, and then that swan went up in the sky and disappeared. That's very unusual to see <laughs> swans go up in the air yeah, and disappear. Yeah. Right, and these were big so, swans. Yeah, so to, to me, that's a sign. Yeah. That's wild. <laughs> That's wild. <laughs> that was it really yes. Yeah. Happy ending. Yes, it is. <laughs> oh, oops. I think it's been a, a great show. I'm glad to have Mrs. Harper on the show. Amazing, amazing encounters. Unbelievable. Some <laughs> of this will stick with me for the rest of my life. Me too. <laughs> Thank you for being a guest, Mrs. Harper. You're welcome. Oh, Thank you for being on, on here too. <laughs> big, Bigfoot and the Paranormal Show. <laughs> you never know what we're going to come across in, in our lifetime and what we're going to see and what we're going to encounter. Some of us will believe and some of us won't believe, but you know what? It doesn't matter because we know the truth. I love your show. <laughs> oh, thank you very much. Make sure and subscribe to it. I will. I send the link to you in your messenger box. Awesome. So you can rewatch it and share it. Yep. So, at this time, everybody, uh, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to go ahead and sign off. All right. Uh, everybody take care. Mrs. Harper, once again. Live from New York. <laughs> Thank you so much. Yeah. You've been awesome. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right, everybody take care. Grizzly Bigfoot is signing off. Thank you.